0: Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We're going to be talking about sealing, as always, since we had the visitation of the Lord on the 19th of January, 2019. And during the podcast, we tried to be obedient to that uh, visitation and commandment of the Lord to seal his people by his word. Now, we're nothing as servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, but we are in the last of the last days in the sealing. In Revelation 7, there's a different order to the tribes. And there's many different uh, commentaries on uh, who the 12 tribes are, why the tribe of Dan and Ephraim are not enlisted in uh, those 12 tribes. And as we take a look at it, we'll see that there is no pre-trib rapture. Now that is taught in Revelation 4, verse 1. And that the church is out, in a rapture, out, and in heaven for seven years during a time of tribulation. Then afterward, the church comes back with the Lord. We'll find that in Revelation 4.1, where they say the rapture takes place, is not a rapture, but a higher revelation of the Word of God. Now, that's imperative. It's essential to have the truth. And the revelation of Jesus Christ. If we add anything to this book, the plagues of this book will be added to us. If we take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, even though with good intentions, then our names will be blotted out of the holy city and out of the book of life. It's very serious. So we enter into it very softly, walking softly before the Lord, realizing that it has to be through the revelation of Jesus Christ and that by the Holy Ghost. Now, we're sealed, we know, with the Holy Spirit of promise. After that, we have received the word of God. Now, we stated before, there's four different growth states in the body of Christ. The first state is uh, babes, newborn babes in Christ. Babies are born of the water and the Spirit, and they desire the sincere muckle of the Word, that they may grow thereby. But that's not where we stop. They're born of the water and the Spirit, according to the revelation given to Peter on the day of Pentecost. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. That is born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, that's born of the Spirit, that promises unto you and to your children, to a many that are far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now that's in the dispensation of grace, the church age. And we see that the church age will end as we go into the dispensation of the kingdom age of the millennial reign of Jesus Christ for a thousand years. We're called as kings and priests unto the Lord our God, When we will reign with him there in the earth in the time of the regeneration. And at that time, Jesus will set up his kingdom in the earth. We're in this dispensation of grace, the church ate. But there is a different, higher level of glory that's a radical change from Pentecost. Still, it is a different season, but not a different dispensation. For example, in this church age, we're preaching all seven feasts of the Lord, which are shadows of things to come and the things are things of faith. There are seven feasts of the Lord whereby we eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood. Those seven feasts are divided into three seasons. The first season is the season of Passover. And in that season, there are three feasts Feast of Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, and Feast of First Fruits. Of course, we know that Christ, our Passover, sacrificed for us. Then he was buried three days uh, dead in the tomb. And there he's declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. There is the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the first three feasts of the Lord in the first season. That's covered in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels. That covers the death, burial, and resurrection, which the shadow of things to come where Christ is, that perfect, spotless, blameless Lamb of God. And we have that death, burial, and resurrection recorded in the gospel according to Matthew, the gospel according to Mark, the gospel according to Luke, and the gospel according to John. That takes care of the first three feasts in the first season. Now we go into that feast of Pentecost. It is the second season of Pentecost and the fourth feast. And we have that in Acts, the second chapter. There, they thought that after Jesus was seen alive after his passion for 40 days, they thought it's possible that he was going to set up his kingdom right then in the earth, the millennial kingdom. And they asked Jesus before he ascended into heaven, Lord, will it you at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? He said, it's not given for you to know the times and seasons which God hath put in his own power. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now we're going to the dispensation of grace. It's the church age. It's the time of the Gentiles. That all are literally counted as in unbelief that he'd have mercy upon all. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God there in this dispensation of the church, the church age, this dispensation of grace, the Pentecostal reign kicks it off in Acts, the second chapter. We have now four feasts of the Lord completed. After you have received the Holy Ghost, you've been born of the water and born of the spirit. Now, there is a long distance, a time lapse between Pentecost and uh, the next season of Tabernacles. The second season was Pentecost, the third season Tabernacles, and in Tabernacles there are three more feasts, that is the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. These are still in uh, the church age. The former reign is the Feast of Pentecost. The latter reign is the Feast of Trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus. And it will consummate in the Day of Atonement or the Day of the Lord when he comes that second time without sin unto salvation for the salvation of his saints, those that are sanctified. And God hath perfected forever them by one offering, them that are sanctified. Sanctification is essential in obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness. And that's what we're going to see in the ceiling. For now we go from the newborn babes, then the babes go to the little children. Little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, and you've known the Father. You've known the Father. Well, that is a higher level of glory. Then we go to that third level of glory, which is young men. I run to you young men because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. Well, that is that we see listed in Revelation, the second and third chapter of the overcomers. But there's still a higher level of glory. And that higher level of glory is that sealing of the fathers, the ceiling of the fathers that we have in Revelation 7. So there's four different areas, four different levels of glory. And uh, the following in Revelation 7 is that of the fathers. I write unto you, fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him this from the beginning that is a higher level of glory in knowing the will and the word of god that spirit of prophecy to understand the words of the book of this prophecy which is the revelation of jesus christ only those ones sealed in revelation 7 will have that knowledge as we take a look at revelation 7. We're going to see, and after these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. Now we're coming into the judgments of God. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. Now when we were visited from the Lord, on the 19th of January, 2019, It was about a two-hour visitation. There was many things that were done. But the bottom line, he said, Seal my people by my word, as I am sending the angel from the east. Having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Now, that was a very profound statement from God. Uh, We took it very seriously, knowing that it is by that command of God and we're in the last of the last days that the our Lord Jesus Christ, the God of glory, is literally gathering his people for the work of the ministry now. And to get that, to come to that, that uh, level of glory, is what has been gifts from the Lord Jesus Christ in giving of apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, a full grown Jesus' body of Christ in the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. They will walk as Jesus walked, talk as Jesus talked, and they will preach this gospel of the kingdom into all the world for a witness in all nations, and then the end will come. We find that the final sealing is that of the fathers, full-grown to the measure of the statue of Jesus unto a perfect man. For the work of the ministry. Now, this is what the Lord spoke there on the 19th of January 2019 in Trans-America, Kenya, Africa, after we had preached uh, at a Messiah tribal church. Now, he says, he cried with a loud voice to the angels to whom it was given to hurt the, the earth and the sea, saying, Not, hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants. Of our God in their foreheads now you're gonna hear some say these are Messianic Jews not saying they're not there'll be Jews that will be saved and they'll be grafted back in as natural olive branches being grafted back into the vine and the vine you're the branches the Gentiles are the wild olive branches uh, graft in and we stand by faith now that's exactly uh, what Paul stated in Romans 9 10 11 But these are the servants of God. And though whosoever you yield your members as servants to whom you are the servants to whom you obey. So we see in Romans 6. Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey. Him are the servants to whom you obey. Whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Now in Exodus 28. When we look at the garments of glory and beauty for the high priest. And we're all called in that royal priesthood as kings and priests unto the Lord our God, for he will be king of kings and Lord of lords. And it's the final engraving of an engraver. It starts with the birth. Then it's the work in obedience, the breastplate of judgment, an engraving of an engraver, the engraving of a signet. That signet is a sign of top. That's the seal. But there's one final one in the mitre, in the forehead of the high priest. Holiness unto the Lord. Those are those that have come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ into a perfect man. Righteousness unto holiness, having been made protectors of his divine nature. Only those will be sealed. Now, you'll hear some say, well, this has nothing to do with salvation. Oh, friend, it has everything to do with salvation because these are the ones that are redeemed of the Lord, that keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. This is not natural Israel. I'll say it again. It is the body of Christ and the natural natural Jew can be grafted in again into this vine for they are the natural olive branches that were cut off because of unbelief. And we, the Gentiles, grafted in because of their unbelief. These are not national Israel, but there's an order to the tribes. And we'll talk about the Israel that is scattered abroad. James talks about it. Romans two twenty-eight and 29, Paul talks about it. He is not a Jew that is one outwardly in that circumcision of the flesh, but he is a Jew that is one inwardly. Circumcision of the heart in the spirit, whose praise is not of man but of God. These are the true Israel, for not all Israel are of Israel. And Paul goes on about the election according to grace, the dispensation of grace. These are the ones. But we're having a different battle order here. In Numbers 2, in that sealing according to the work of the ministry and to the different oaths to the tribes in Habakkuk 3, This is what will befall thy people in the last days. Now, the nation of Israel will be saved in one day, not in the body of Christ, but the nation Israel, and will go into the millennial as the nation Israel and all nations that are frightened and give glory to God will not be destroyed and will be blessed in Israel. And the judges The king's priest of God, the king priesthood, there will reign and rule with Christ in the earth. And the word of God tells us that in these nations, all nations will be blessed in the nation Israel. And this will be due to the commandment or the uh, covenant made with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob that Paul talks about in Romans. 9, 10, and 11. For the Father's sake, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, etc. Now they'll be saved in one day, Isaiah 66. For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children, shall a nation be birthed at once. That's on the day of the Lord, after the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So what are we saying? We're saying that the fullness of the Gentiles is still on and going an ongoing process in Revelation 7. Yes, that's right. It's the church. These are the servants of God. It's the final sealing in their foreheads. It's the mind of Christ. They are the servants of God. Anyone that is uh, uh, obedient, under righteousness, and obeying the Holy Ghost, in salvation, growing from... uh, Newborn babes to little children to young men to fathers. The fathers will be sealed. It requires a full growth, just as in Malachi 4, when he said, Remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. He will turn the hearts of the children to the fathers. And the fathers to the children, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. The book of Malachi in the Old Testament ends. Now, in Moses and Elijah, in the spirit of Jesus, it was not Moses doing those uh, judgment miracles upon Egypt for the deliverance of Israel. It was the spirit of Christ, it was the Lord Jesus. It was not Elijah doing the kingdom miracles as that prophet. It was the Spirit of Christ, the Lord Jesus. And uh, Jesus in the days of his flesh only did redemption miracles. So now, on the Mount of Transfiguration, when Jesus, he was transfigured. So in the body of Christ, we'll do the same that Jesus did by has, having his Spirit do these Exceedingly great and, uh, promises, exceedingly great and precious promises given to us that we will escape the corruption of the world through lust and be made partakers of his divine nature. And just as what Jesus did in the days of his flesh, the body of Christ will fulfill the last three and a half year ministry of Jesus Christ. That's the reason why. You see in Revelation 10, Revelation 11, Revelation 12 that the work of the ministry will be for time, times dividing by time, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days that God gives power unto until his two servants. They are in the spirit of Moses, in the spirit of Elijah. And it's nothing but Jesus only. Now, when you've had that revelation, you've got a good grasp upon what the work of the ministry is that will be required for this sealing in Revelation 7. Seal the servants of our God in their forehead. Now, that's the mind of Christ. It is far greater than the young men that have overcome and they are, uh, have the word of God strong in them. They've done the will of God. And then after so, now they said, now we're going to be sealed in a higher glory. These are the ones who come to the measure of the stature of fullness of Christ and to a perfect man, to the knowledge of the Son of God and that knowledge of the Son of God in Ephesians 4 is not gnosko. Just knowing Jesus after the Spirit, not after the flesh. In other words, having the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, baptized with that Holy Spirit of God. But it. They are the ones that have the knowledge of the Son of God, epigenosco. The knowledge there is not genosco, anointing him back to the Spirit, but epigenosco, epi, much higher in glory that you've come to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man. Jesus, the head, and we, the body of the Christ. And those are the only ones sealed in Revelation 7. Now, as we see, that said, uh, I heard the number of them, verse 4, that were sealed. The seal is the engraving of an engraver. And that engraving of a signet. Zerubbabel is my signet. We find that in Haggai 2 and Zechariah 3 with Joshua, the son of Josedit, the ones called by the name of Jesus. There's a change of raiment. There's a higher level of glory. And that's what John saw in in Revelation 4, verse 1. He was not raptured. The church is not raptured there. It literally tells us exactly what John saw. He said there was a door open in heaven and a voice of a trumpet. That's the the feast of trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus. Revelation. The voice of a trumpet talking with me. That's revelation given. Saying, come up hither. Somebody said, well, that's rapture. No, it's a higher level of glory. How do we know that? And I will show you things. Faith is the substance of things, hope, far, the evidence of things not seen. That is the faith that was once delivered to the saints, which is the testimony of Jesus. Those that keep the commandments of God love Him. Revelation 14 says these are the ones, the 144,000 that keep the commandments of God. They love God. They keep His commandments, and they have something else. And keep and have the faith of Jesus. They have the faith of Jesus. What is that? They have the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the faith of Jesus. We see that in Revelation 14. We see that in Revelation 19, 10. John sees this. He sees this body, the body of Christ, Jesus ahead, and the body of Christ unto perfection that we're seeing here in Revelation 7. And when he sees it, John bows down and is going to worship this man. And the man says, see, thou doest it not. Don't do it. I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren. I'm one of you that keep what? That have the testimony of Jesus. They not only keep the commandments of God, they have the testimony of Jesus. This man is of thy fellow servants and the servants of God. Here's the servants of God. Revelation 7, seal the servants of God. I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren, a a brother in Christ. The body of Christ in one mind, one accord, one body. That is so essential to see. There's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who is above all, father of all, and is all. One body, a body that has prepared me. God's prepared himself a body. And he's doing that through his spirit. We're bought with a price. We're not our own. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We're, our body is that temple, the body of Christ, members in particular, making but one body that fills heaven and earth, and you're made to set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus at, where he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, not for Jesus to, to be at the right hand, but a place for us, the body of Christ. When God set him at his own right hand, that right hand being dexios, not a physical right hand, but an elevated. I have lifted you up. Jesus said, I prepared a place for you. And that's what he brought to us who believe. We, the body of Christ, are made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Those there are before the throne of God. And John, which is that body of Christ called the beloved disciple. And we see that in Revelation 10, that there's only one, one body. It's called by the name of Jesus. The whole body in heaven and earth is named that name. But John is that beloved disciple. And notice that John, John, the Baptist forerun Jesus' first coming. John. John. The disciple, the revelator, will forerun Jesus' second coming, not John in his physical body, but the body of Christ, the beloved disciple as one man. Don't you know that all run in a race but only one winneth a prize? Only one man goes in the Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, into the holiest of all, the most holy place. And that is in the body of Christ that they literally are the living epistle. They're the royal priesthood. They're that light that's set upon a hill that cannot be hid. That is the man of Revelation 19.10. That man that John saw, He saw the body of Christ, Revelation 7, Revelation 14. He sees the perfected body of Christ. How do we know that? Because when he was about to worship him, he said, well, it looks like God. It looks like the Lord Jesus. It certainly has the attributes of Jesus. It has the character of Jesus. It's it's literally partakers of that divine nature. So he's going to worship this man. But he said, see thou doest it not. What? What? John, if anyone knew the Lord Jesus Christ and knows him, it's John, the beloved disciple. Well, he says, see, thou doest us not, I am thy fellow servant. Here's the servants of God. Seal the servants of God in their forehead. We're laboring on this and elaborating on this so that we can understand these are servants of God. They're not the nation Israel. It's not some Messianic Jew. They are servants of God, but high be it in a higher glory. A higher glory than than Pentecostal because they've gone to a higher glory from the former reign to the latter reign. Tabernacleist. They're not Pentecostals. They're tabernacalist. They've gone on to a higher measure of the statue of Jesus Christ and to a perfect man. And that is the reason why they're being sealed in Revelation 7, because they've attained to that of obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, without which no man should see the Lord, protectors of his divine nature, and walk as Jesus walked. So Revelation 19.10, who is that? Well, somebody said, well, it's an angel. No, it's not. No. It is a fellow servant. Here's a servant. And Jesus Paul, as he talked about, he saw the man. He saw that one man caught up to heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, he could not tell. Such as one caught up to the third heaven, saw things. Those are the things of faith, which was unlawful for a man to speak. Why? Because it's in a Pentecostal realm, it's in a wrong season. But now, those seals are open. The Lamb. He hath prevailed and opened the seals. And that is the book of this prophecy. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ in its fullest. It is guiding the body of Christ into all truth, not partial truth, all truth. Not seeing through a glass darkly, but then face to face. And that face, that glory, is in the third day, I will raise you up and you will live in my sight face to face when that which is perfect is come. Then all that which is the part will be done away with. Then we will know even as we are known. And what is that? Perfection. Well, you've added to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, and the final the final epoch, the, the final glory is charity. Charity is not love. Charity is the love of God based in doing his will and keeping his commandments. But also, not only keeping its commandments, that's the love for God, and that is through obedience unto righteousness, that's only obtained through obedience, then unto holiness, the divine nature of Jesus walking like Jesus walked, as he walked, talked as he talked, and uh, literally the life, the God life, the godliness. And John sees it. Paul saw it. He saw that man caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body, out of the body, he couldn't tell. But such as one he said, I'll glory in. Why? Because he saw things unlawful for a man to speak. The same that John saw first in that in that first verse of Revelation 4 uh, verse 1. A door opened to him in heaven, that dayleth the door, and a voice of a trumpet talking with him, saying, Come up hither, not raptured, but a higher higher revelation of Jesus, and I'll show you things. I'm going to give you the faith that was once delivered to the saints. I will show you things which will shortly will come to pass hereafter. The same thing it was said in Revelation 1, verse 1. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants. There's the third servants. Where? In their forehead. The knowledge of God. Unto charity, the bond of perfectness. And charity will cover a multitude of sins. Why? Because it's through the obedience unto righteousness unto holiness. And it's a revelation of Jesus Christ, not us, but the power in us, Christ in the body of Christ. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants. Here are the servants. Only the servants of God will be literally sealed in their foreheads. That is imperative, essential for salvation. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ to show unto his servants. There's a servant. Seal the servants of our God in their forehead. I'll say it again. Seal the servants of God in their forehead. The servants, only the servants. The servants of that have been obedient unto righteousness. Romans 6. Revelation 1 verse 1, same thing as Revelation 19.10. Same thing as in Revelation 7-1. Same thing as in Revelation 14-1. are the redeemed of the Lord. They have come into perfection. Jesus is not coming back for a church that is spotted, that's carnal-minded, backbiting, hate, envy, strive, sowing discord among the brethren. Paul told the church at Corinth, are you still not carnal? To be carnally minded is death. Jesus is coming back for a church without spot, without blemish, that's made herself ready. And it's made ready through this sealing with that Holy Spirit of promise that after that we have received this word of God, not just Pentecostal word. That's the reason Paul stated in Hebrews 9, 5. He talked about a worldly sanctuary with a divine service. And he talks about the cherubim of glory, shadowing the mercy seat. Notice he says, of which now we cannot speak particularly. We cannot speak particularly about these cherubim, the living creatures, the revelation four and five beasts before the throne of God. We can't talk about that now. Those are the ones that's going to preach the everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness to all nations you will see in revelation six one of the those beasts the lion man calf, and eagle said come and see they're the ones preaching it they are not angels angels do not preach revelation five says the four and twenty elders and the four beasts before the throne sing the song of the redeemed the beasts of the redeemed the four and twenty elders of the redeemed that's the priesthood the body of christ and the what are the beasts they are the living creatures they are the olive trees, the cherubim, the lion, man, cap, and eagle that are the same as the cherubim of glory in Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 10, which are the living creatures. And they will manifest this gospel of the kingdom, Christ in them, to the world as a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. Who's doing it? The everlasting gospel will be preached by these that are sealed. The others cannot and will not be able to do it. These are the same ones that Malachi stated in Malachi 4, that, remember my servant Moses, behold, I send you Elijah. Why is that so important, Elijah? This restoration, the restitution of all things that Jesus stated in Matthew 17, the Mount of Transfiguration. They came to Jesus after he was transfigured. They saw Moses and Elijah with him, just as you see in Malachi 4. And uh, they, after they saw Jesus only. Peter, James, and John saw Jesus only. Why? It wasn't Moses doing those judgment miracles. It wasn't Elijah doing the kingdom miracles. It was Jesus only. And the body of Christ, And this last day, gospel of Jesus Christ will be doing all of those miracles, signs, divers, wonders, and gifts of the Holy Ghost to confirm God's word to all nations, all of them. And it will seem so radical a change that we've seen nothing like it. We've seen a little bit of it, uh, moderately, in the former reign. But in the latter reign, the last great reign of his strength, we're going to see that not only these power given to his two servants, his two witnesses, and we know who the witnesses are. If you haven't heard that podcast, go to the two witnesses. And that is the body of Christ with the spirit of God. Jesus said, I'm one that bear witness to myself in the days of his flesh. Now we are that flesh. And my father that sent me, He beareth witness to me. Here's your two witnesses. That's the testimony. That's the testimony of Jesus bore out by two men, two witnesses, the body of Christ and Jesus, the spirit of God. Now, if you can receive that, you're well on your way to understanding the work of the ministry, the ministry of Jesus Christ. That will be a three and one half year time times a half, 42 months. A thousand two and three-score days of the Jesus ministry, fulfilling the week of Jesus. Jesus cut off in the midst of the week, but not for himself. And who shall declare his generation? It shall be counted for the seed, for the generation, the seed, the Christ generation. And that's the reason why in Matthew 1 you see the genealogy of Jesus. There's 42 generations, from Abraham unto David. 14 generations. From the carrying away of David into Babylon, 14 generations. And then from carrying away into Babylon, Mr. Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots, we got 14 generations. The 13th generation then is Jesus, of whom was born Jesus, 41st generation, or the 13th in that third section, or the 40, 41st generation, who is. Who is called Jesus? Who is born Jesus? Who is called Christ? Christ, the 42nd generation. Why? It's not the body of Christ. It's Christ through the body. Hmm. It's not Jesus doing it. It's Jesus through the body of Christ doing it. That's the reason why who is born Jesus? Who is called Christ? Jesus, 41st generation. Christ, 42nd generation. The Christ generation is these that are sealed in Revelation 7. They are the servants of God. It's the same one that Paul saw. He saw those living creatures, the cherubim shadowing the mercy seat. He saw that man caught up to the third heaven, which, he said, saw un- things unlawful to speak. It was not time. The same that he said in Hebrews 9.5, five, cherubim of Glory, the living creatures, the, the, the living creatures, the Zoe, the cherubim, shadowing the mercy seat. And Paul stated, of which we cannot now speak particularly. It's not time. Paul saw it, but he couldn't speak it. Well, there, Jesus has given us freely that in the revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book in the Word of God, which is the book of this prophecy. And the book of this prophecy can only be understood by the spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus. That is the faith. Now you'll see in Revelation 12, the woman brings forth a man child. Who is this man child? It's Jesus in the body of Christ. How do we know that? Because it says she brought forth A man-child caught up to God to his throne. The same thing that John is seeing in Revelation 4, verse 1. Come up hither, I'll show you things which will come to pass hereafter. Things of faith. Well, what is that in Revelation 12? Well, the, the old dragon, the serpent, the scorpion, went to make war with the woman and the remnant of her seed. Who are they? Those that keep the commandments of God. Those are the ones that love God, keep his commandments and have something else, have the testimony of Jesus, the commands of keep the commandments of God, have the testimony of Jesus. That's the same as in Revelation 14. These are the ones that keep the commandments of God and have what? Have the faith of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the faith of Jesus. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints, not in the raptured uh, church in heaven eating a marriage several of the lamb for seven years. No, that's here in this earth. Preaching this everlasting gospel, all the world for a witness to all nations. No rapture yet, friend, it's a higher level of glory. <laughs> and those that will hear will be the ones that will be used in the work of the ministry. Those will be the only ones sealed. So seal the servants of our God in their forehead. And I heard the number of them that were sealed. Now the number, that is Palmone, the wonderful numberer, the revealer of secrets. And we see that in Daniel too, that this secret was not revealed to Daniel for any of his wisdom or his righteousness, but that the Lord God will make known unto Nebuchadnezzar what will befall the people in the last days, the latter days. A stone hewn out of, hewn out of a mountain without hands that will smite the image in the feet, and it will fall. And this stone, this rock hewn out of a mountain without hands will grow and fill all the earth. There's your millennial kingdom. Well, this is the beginning of it. It's the sealing of it. And only those that are sealed will be used in that. And that is the righteousness of God by faith, not of the law, not works of the law, by which no flesh will be saved, but the righteousness of God by faith obtained through obedience. Romans 6 Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him of the servants, these are the servants being sealed, to whom you obey, of obedience unto righteousness and to holiness, partakers of his divine nature. Now, how many are sealed? They are sealed 144,000. In Receptus, Texas, it's going to say RMD in the Greek, 1,000. What is that? He did not write 144,000. He wrote three Greek letters, which uh, in the uh, English will be RMD. R100M40. D four R M D in the word of God is always East or Eastward. It is always the work of the Holy ghost. That East wind, which is a dry wind, the wilderness wind is a wind of God East. He said, cherubim at the East end of the garden of God. Genesis three, 24 capital C, where? Eastward, R-M-D. Eastward. Anytime you see east, eastward in the word of God. And that bracelet put upon Rebecca for Isaac. Has that same R-M-D. a work of the Holy Ghost. Ownership. That bracelet being like a seal. Then when you place that bracelet on there for Isaac. It was a sign of ownership. A seal. A ring. A signet ring. We have... The prodigal son takes the ring, gives him the fatted calf. That ring, that is a seal, a signet, a signature ring. You'd stamp it, and it was a, it was a secret of the heart, given to you. The revelation of Jesus is God's heartstrings, as a letter given to you, the believer, to have the highest. Sealing that can be had, which is the seal of Jesus, the seal of the Holy Ghost, sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise until you receive the promised possession. Christ in you, the hope of glory, but a higher sealing. In other words, you've attained to that highest level of fathers. And those, he said, are 144, that RMD 1,000. Why 1,000? Thousand? Thousands perfected glory. These are the ones sealed. Who's that? The ones that have come unto perfection. He's given a fivefold fold ministry, gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. For what? For the work of the ministry. So the work of the ministry will be done by those who have come unto perfection. And that, not of our own works, but the righteousness of God by faith unto holiness, protectors of his divine nature. And these will be sealed, and it's R-M-D, work of the Holy Ghost, 144, 12 squared, perfect government of God, 1,000, perfected glory. We see that in Song 8, the canticles of Solomon, in the 8th chapter, Solomon, you must have 1,000. All the keepers of the vineyard, 200. 200 for the apostle, 200 for the prophet, 200 for the evangelist, 200 for the pastor, 200 for, 200 for the teacher. They're the keepers of the vineyard. They're the apostle, prophets, evangelist, pastors, and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints. Thousand perfected glory. And the keepers of the vineyard must yield a thousand. Must yield a perfected glory. Thousand. Here they are. Here they are for the perfecting of the saints. Here they are. They're perfected. They're sealed. Now, sure, will they, um, some of them will seal their testimony with their own blood, being delivered up to uh, the Son of God, some of them killing you, think they did God a service? Jesus said so. I forewarned you that you should not be offended. The time will come that whoever killed you will think he did God a service. This will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. They don't know that Jesus is the Father. And that is exactly what will happen. But it means they will always, they are sealed in a divine ownership and uh, in that mind of Christ that though God slay me, as Job said, yet, I'll trust in him. No matter what they go through, seals, trumpets, and bowls uh, they'll be, as John said, even so, even so, all the judgments of God, even so, seals, trumpets, and bowls. even so, come, Lord Jesus, and those that love is appearing will, will see that crown of life. Not only me, Paul said, but all those that love is appearing will receive that crown of light. Well, the work of the ministry is not for a different denomination that says we've got it, or bishops or apostle prophets or whatever the case may be, or presbyters or you know whatever. They are the body of the Christ. They are the ones that have sought God diligently with all their heart. They have obeyed this leading of the Holy Ghost Unto righteousness. And the final sealing is the mind of Christ. And that is in their foreheads. MD is the work of the Holy Ghost. Thousands perfected glory. That's the number of them. Palmoni, the wonderful number. The revealer of secrets. It's revealed to you right there in Revelation 7. That's what awaits you. In obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness. For those that have obeyed the truth, not just partial truth, not just Pentecostal truth, but all truth, being led and guided into all things. You know all things, and you know all truth, no lies of the truth. It's been given to us. So God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. That is that cherubim, man, ox, and eagle, Jesus, our forerunner. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Genesis three twenty four. He is that cherubim set at the east end of the garden of God, along with a flaming sword turning every which way, to keep the way of the tree of life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So we're not talking about a natural. Number of natural people, natural boundaries, natural law. We're talking about the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and those that attained under righteousness, righteousness unto holiness. Hmm. That's a high calling of God in Christ Jesus, pressing toward that mark. That mark's not a law, beginning of the Aleph Bet, ABC here of the Hebrew, but it's a Tav. Coming to the measure, to the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, of all the tribes of the children of Israel, now why do you use the tribes, the tribes scattered abroad? Because in Numbers 2, in the order of the tribes, that is going to be different than the birth. You find that on the first level of glory, which these are shadows of things to come, that on the onyx stones on the shoulder of the high priest, you would have six tribes etched an engraving of an engraver, the engraving of a signet, a sign, a laptop, on one shoulder, and six tribes on the other shoulder of the high priest. That's according to birth. You can see that next to this. 28 verse 9. According to the birth. But that's not the only ceiling. It's in the ceiling. It's an engraving of an engraver. The engraving of a signet, sign. Sign aloft of. The signet is a signature ring. And there we go and see that there is not only according to birth. Now we go to the order of the tribes. Now, how do we know the order of the tribes? It says, well, after its order, and then we're given the stones of the breastplate of judgment there in Exodus 28. But then we go to Numbers 2 to find the order, the battle order. And to the east, we see the first dominant tribe. To the east, eastward, is Judah, the line of the tribe of Judah. Well, and then we're going to see in that eastward the standards of is the corn zebulun. But the dominant one toward the east, the eastern camp to the tabernacle, the tabernacle of Moses, will be Judah. That's the lion, the standard of the lion. Then we go to the south. And in Numbers 2, it says that order. So the first row in the order of the battle order of the tribes, and that is in the Song of Moses. And we're going to see... Jacob's going to give us the oath to the tribes, what will befall the people in the last days in Genesis 49. Now we'll get into that in another podcast. We'll get into the order of the tribes and the song of Moses, which is a sure It is a feminine song that starts when you come up out of Egypt, passing the red sea, you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ after you've had the blood applied. You've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And at that point, coming over the Reed Sea, the Reed Sea, the Red Sea, Miriam took there and they sing the song of Moses. It begins the wilderness journey. Now, we're pilgrims and strangers in this world. This world's not our home. We're looking for that city whose builder and maker is God. Here we have no continuing city. Then that starts it. You are walking God going through a wilderness of this world where we're in. We will have our metal tried gold, silver, brass, whatever the case is. And hopefully we obey God and not have wood, hay, wood, hay or stubble. That's burned up. As we go through each of those places is a growth, we go to Sinai. Then every place we go, massa Meribah, Elam. As we go on to Kadesh Barnea, at Kadesh Barnea, the house of a disobedient son, then we come to where we're going to go over Jordan. Then that's when Moses gives the last, the second portion of the song of Moses, Deuteronomy 32 and 33, and says, put this, this song, in the side of the Ark of the Testimony, the Ark of the Covenant, the Testimony that will be a witness against them in the last days. And in every season of tabernacles in the seventh month, you will take that out and read it to the people, and God will give them the understanding of the book. What does that mean? That means in this season of tabernacles, we will be led and guided into all truth and have the understanding of this book. In that seventh month, Tishri, Etnaim. God said so. It's the season of tabernacles, not Pentecost, tabernacles. We wouldn't understand it all in Pentecost. It was an embryonic church. And now the church is to grow up into him in all things, in all truth. Here they are in Revelation 7. They're coming to all truth, and they're sealed, that after they have received the word of God, the fullness of it led into all truth, their face. That face, literally being in that face of Jesus Christ, fullness of glory, that they're sealed in their foreheads, between the frontlets of the eyes, in their foreheads, holiness unto the Lord. What's the seal? Holiness unto the Lord. Exodus 28, on the golden mitre, on that golden plate on the forehead, held by the band, uh, bands of blue, by the Holy Ghost. That's holiness. Well, here they are in Revelation 7, sealing the service of God in their forehead, the mind of Christ, and they, they're in that order in Numbers 2. The first row of those stones that are going to light up in a battle order is not Reuben, the firstborn. It is Judah. It is a Zebulun. That's your first row. That's to the east. Then moving clockwise, you go to the south. Well, what's that? Well, the south, you have a a standard of a man, and that is Reuben. See you, a son. It is an observation. See you, a son. Then Simeon, hear and understand. We see it. It's like the lightning and thunder. First, you see the lightning, the effulgence of the glory of God. We may not understand it all, But then, following the lightning, then we have thunder, the voice of God in understanding. Lightning, thunder, Refulgence and revelation, then the understanding of it. Well, in Reuben, Simeon. Then Gad, a troop cometh. When the Lord comes into the earth, he will invade them with his troops. A troop will overtake us at the first. The Antichrist will think he's got it made. But we will overcome at the last. Hallelujah. Well, now we're going to the order of the tribes, according not, not according to Revelation 7, but according to the battle order on that second row, Reuben, Simeon, Gad. Now we go to the third row. Well, third row, Zephraim, Manasseh, and then Benoni, Benon. Benoni, son of my sorrow, to Benjamin, son of my right hand. Well, Ephraim, double fruit. That is the ox to the west. And that has the standard of the ox. So there's your line, man, ox there, which Jesus is all. He is the lion, man, ox. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah in the gospel according to Matthew. He's the perfect man in the gospel according to Mark. He's a suffering servant, the ox, in the gospel according to Luke. And he is that eagle, that flying eagle, in the gospel according to John. Lion, man, ox, and eagle, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He shows the four paces right there, the glory of it, right there in those four gospels of eyewitnesses of our Lord Jesus Christ, bearing testimony. There, the last one we have on the last row, Dan. That Dan has the eagle as the standard. So, there Dan, Asher, happy, blessed, fortunate are you, Naphtali, my wrestling, the cross. So, as we see that battle order in the spiritual meaning of it, that no matter what we go through, we always give God the glory and in all things give thanks for this is the will of God for you. Now, we may not understand what's going on. It it may seem like something devastating's happened to us. But even when you see Rehoboam and Jeroboam and the division of the tribes of, uh, of, the tri- of Israel and the 12 tribes, well, we have Judah remaining faithful, but Rehoboam there, uh, when he takes the... Uh, the advice of the younger, he didn't listen to the, but the advice or the counsel of the older men, which saying, you know, don't uh, rule with a rod of, um, and, uh, and be so heavy upon the people of, of uh, Israel. Uh, show compassion and, and don't be as hard as your father was and they'll serve you. But no, he listened to the young men, says, no, my little finger will be heavier than, than my father Solomon's loins. And where, you know, uh, it was there. It's going to be as as a serpent to you. Well, the people said, what have we to do uh, in David? Then they left. Well, Rehoboam then, but we find out that when Jeroboam was going to go against war because of the division of Israel, the Lord said, don't do it because this is of me. God has his way. We don't understand it all the time, but we know that all things work together for good. They didn't say all things are good, but all things work together for good for them that love God and them that are called according to his purpose. Well, so what we do in that battle order, the first thing we do is give him praise. Judah, praise, celebrate him. That's the first thing in all things, give thanks. So the first thing, no matter what battle order we're going through, the first thing we do in the spiritual aspect of that is we give him thanks, Judah. Then, why? Because he is uh, that isgar our heart, our reward, our buckler, our shield. He's got us. Then, Zebulun, we dwell in God, and God dwells in us. Now, then we go to the second row. Following that, we go right to see your son. We're sons of God and hear and understand. We're getting revelation of the word, Gad, a troop cometh. We see the battle of God, the, the troop comes. And it will finally consummate in that. And we'll see that in the order of the tribes as, as it changes that order. But see your son, hear and understand, a troop cometh. That's the second row. That's still our battle order. And Ephraim, it brings double fruit. Why? Because I'm crucified the world, world and to meet Manasseh. Why? Because of my sorrow, son of my sorrow, I go through sufferings for the Lord Jesus Christ. They not only call to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer with him. Benoni. Benoni. Then it yields Benjamin, son of my right hand. No chastisement, no chastening, chastisement. Seems to be joyous, but afterward yields us the principal fruits of righteousness. Well, it went from Benoni to Benjamin. Ephraim, double fruit, because I'm crucified of the world, the world's crucified unto me, because of Benjamin, son of my right hand. Then Dan, judge. That what? Asher, happy, blessed, fortunate are you, then Naphtali, my wrestling's because of the cross. Now that's the battle order. That is the way they went to battle. And as the camp moved through there, and from an aerial view, it would be in the center, the uh, the tabernacle of the congregation going, but there would be a cross that they'd see from the aerial view with a standard lion, man, ox, and eagle going through the desert, through the wilderness. Now, we're coming to a higher level of glory. So the battle order changes. Now we'll go to the song of Moses and Jacob uh, there, which we're going to see uh, uh, that there's Peter, James, and John. And in Peter, James, and John, James, Jacob, uh, we're going to see that that transfiguration of Jesus is going to apply to the body of Christ. Everything that he did in the days of his flesh, the body of Christ, will do greater works than these shall you do, and finish the work of Jesus and the work of the ministry, fulfilling God's word. And there are three that bear witness Peter, James, and John. John being a forerunner, there that Jesus as his first coming, his first is suffering Messiah, the Amoshek Ben Yosef, was forerun by by John the Baptist. Then Jesus' second coming when it comes to the second advent without sin and salvation for the salvation of his saints is forerun by John in the spirit of Elijah. We know that because Jesus said that coming down off the Mount of Transfiguration, they ask him, why do the disciples of John say that Elijah must come first and restore all things, this restoration thing? What is that? And Jesus said, Elijah, Truly must first come and restore all things, all things of faith, not some things, not partial faith, not seen through a glass darkly, but restore restoration of all things, all truth. Then Jesus said, but Elijah has already come. If you will receive it. This, Andrew said, he spake of John the Baptist. Well, John the Baptist forerun Jesus' first coming as the suffering Messiah. I'm a sheriff Been Joseph, Joseph, the suffering, as a type of the suffering Messiah. Hated, literally sold in slavery by his own brethren. And, but through that, delivered. Deliverance was wrought by Joseph to his brethren. Well, the same will with John in that spirit of Elijah forerun Jesus' second coming, which is the body of Christ in that spirit of. In that power of the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus only. Now, the battle order has changed. And as we see the battle order changing, there's because there's a higher glory. And as we see the names and meaning, this is the one sealed. Starting with, with verse 9, it's going to be the, the revelation of who those are sealed and who they are. Now, we're seeing 12,000 each of the 12 tribes. 12 is a perfect government of God. Somebody said, no, it's just Israel. No, it's not just Israel. It's the law of the prophets and the apostles. It is the perfect government of God. And there were 12 tribes in the Old Testament. There's 12 apostles in the New Testament. 12 is the perfect government of God. The son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. And there's 12 new nations, 12 moons. There we see 12 is the perfect government of God, not just national Israel's number. It has to do with the perfect government of God for all 12. And there we see there will be 12 tribes here for the perfect government of God. And it still starts with Judah praise, regardless of what happens, even in. The latter reign of the Holy Ghost, the sealing of God of the servants of God, the body of Christ that's come unto perfection for this gospel to be preached to all the world, that will still start with praise celebrated. Judah. Twelve thousand, well, that's perfected glory to the perfect government of God unto perfection, thousand. But its working is one, twelve thousand each of the twelve tribes perfect glory of God, RMD. RMD is 144, all 12,000, each of the 12 tribes together unto perfection in one mind, one accord uh, in the unity of the faith unto the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. That's what it is. That's what it's telling us there in Revelation 7. And it's going to say the second one is Reuben. See your son, Revelation. See Judah, Praise God and all because we see, see what? Gad, a troop cometh. That's the body of Christ. Before, it was Reuben, Simeon, Gad. See in this revelation, hear and understand, Gad, the troop's coming. Here, they're come. They're come. They're there. They're there. Why? Because Judah praise. See that son, see what? Gad, there's the troop. First, first line right there. Then what's after that? Well, you go to Asher. That is, happy, fortunate, blessed are you for what? And that of Nephilim, Nathalie, the cross, my sufferings, that, that sufferings of the cross, and Manasseh. That what? That cross? Why? Because now you're crucified to the world, the world's crucified to you, Manasseh. There, that's the second row. No, it's a higher glory, much, much higher glory. Then you go to that third. Simeon, now it's to hear and to understand. You have the understanding of these things. You've added to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, that knowledge is of God, is the understanding. And Simeon, understanding, Levi. Understand what? Levi, attached, unified. Uh, Levi, the very name of that tribe. So I said, well, that's Levitical priesthood. Well, it's a priesthood, yes. But it means unite. United. We have entwined it. You know, the gold there in uh, the breastplate was all united together by the gold uh, there that took the onyx stones from the priest. So high priest's shoulders to the all oh, the uh, uh breastplate of of judgment. It was all one, and ephodized with the girdle of the Ephod, becoming one. In other words, one, one in the Lord Jesus Christ, Levi, well associated, united. And what do we see? Well, the first thing you say, Simeon, hear and understand, Levi, we're united. And what Issachar? The understanding of the times. God, your heart, your reward, your shield, and your buckler. But Issachar had the understanding of the times. Here it is. Through the priesthood. The priesthood there. These are unto perfection. Then Zebulun, dwelling in God. Then we go to Joseph. Why Joseph? Because Joseph, when we see the oath to the tribes, what shall befall thy people in the last days, according to Habakkuk, the third chapter, chapter you see that Joseph, separated from his brethren, but he will he will gather, he will push the nations and gather them into one. Joseph means a gathering into one, just as Levi united, but Joseph means a gathering of all the body of Christ into one body, not a denomination. Thousands of different denominations in Christianity and everyone having a different view, a different, but where I tell you, all's going to heaven, that's not so. Only once comes to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man with that spot, with that blemish, you're going to be literally one sealed here. That's the servants of God. And that is that, Joseph, he will push the people together. They'll gather together into one. Why? Benjamin, son of my right hand. We're we're there with the Lord Jesus Christ. It means that we are exalted in the heavenly places as an overcomer. Him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Even as I overcame and am set down as E.T., down with my father in his throne. For there's the power of God given to the saints of the living God through the mind of Christ. Well, now those are the ones sealed. What are they doing? And after this, why? Uh, A great multitude. So these are numbers, the Palmona, the wonderful number, the revealer of secrets, and this secret is being revealed to us in the glory of God in the priesthood. We have obtained the king priesthood of Jesus walking in the light as he's in the light in one mind and one accord. And then after that, we see that it's a great multitude. These are spiritual numbers. Not just, well, we get 12,000. Oop, that's it. Nobody else, 144,000, and nobody else is going to be saved. Oh, they're Messianic Jews. No, they're not. They're servants of God where you can read them, they're Messianic Jews. They're servants. They're servants of God. Seal the servants of God in their forehead. Who's the servants of God? The body of Christ that are obedient unto righteousness, unto holiness. Now that's the word of God. And it can't be diverted. There, then after that, you have a great multitude. Now, just because we're sealed doesn't mean that you're not going to, uh, he says not one hair of your head will perish. And then he comes back around and says that don't fear him that hath power to kill the body, but fear him that hath power to kill the body and destroy the soul in hell. That's who you fear. Then he said, and some of you will be caused to be put to death. This will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. That's John 16. He said, after this, I looked and behold, a great multitude. There's a multitude that will be in this number, which no man could number. These numbers here are of the Holy Ghost. How do we know it? Because it's RMD thousand. RMD eastward. It's the work of the Holy Ghost. Thousand perfected glory. Why the changing of the tribes, the order of the tribes? Because we come to that priesthood, and we come into one. Joseph is there, coming into one, one mind, one, and the unity of the faith, and it's the priesthood. Why? Because Levi is there, united, entwined together. One God, one Lord, one faith, one body, and uh, which no man can number, all nations, and kindreds and peoples and tongues stood before the throne. Before the lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. That's the tabernacle. That's not Pentecost. You have three things etched upon the cedar work. And he's uncovering the cedar work. The cedar work's the wall. That's the reason why the cherubim touched the walls in the most holy place. And we'll get into that later. They have... Uh, a wingspan of five cubits, two wings. It's 20 cubits wide. So one cherubim to the other cherubim from that wall to that wall is five cubits, five cubits, shadowing the mercy seat, then touching this ter- cherubim wing, going to that cherubim wing's another 10 cubits or 20 cubits wall-to-wall cedar of work. And he's uncovering the cedar work, the cherubim of glory. And in that cedar work, he has etched, or a of an engraver, 1 Kings 6, etched into that wall, cherubim, with open flowers and palm trees. Here they are. There's the palm trees. It's not, it is not Shabbat. It's not Pentecost. This is Sukkah. This is tabernacles. This is seven. And it says there, what's going on? They've got palms in their hand. That's the ceilings. And crowd with, that's because the palm trees are etched into the wall, the engraving of an engraver and an engraving of a signet in the walls of the cedar, the walls of cedar, the floor of fir. Crowd with a loud voice saying, What salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and to the Lamb, which is the Lamb, that and is Kai even. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the poor beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying uh, seven things, uh, saying amen, blessing, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, and might, seven. Be unto our God forever and ever, amen, so be it. And one of the elders answered to him, the what are these, which are arrayed in white robes? Whence came they? Where did they come out of? Is this the rapture? <laughs> I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest the same thing they said in Zechariah 4. Zechariah, who are these? Who are these two olive trees? Who are these anointed ones? Sir, thou knowest. These are the two olive branches. These are the two sons of oil that empty out of themselves the golden oil, not just beaten olive oil. Golden oil. Where'd they get it? In the throne room, a higher level of glory, not in outer court, not in thee. Uh, sanctuary, but in the holiest of all. Got up to God and to his throne. Raptured? No. Full all truth, all knowledge, all truth given to them? Yes. For God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. All of God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ. This is him that came. Grace and truth came by him. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. There it is. The work of the ministry. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of gotten out of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. There's the spirit of God. The Lord, Jesus, is that spirit. He is the Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He's El Shaddai. He's Elohim. He is the Lord Jehovah. He is every title of Jehovah, from Jehovah to Maskelym, Jehovah to Nishkinu, uh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rafika, Jehovah Shama. Unite. You know, he's all. Everything God is, Jesus is, manifest. The only revealed name of God there is, is Jesus. The only blood name of God for salvation <clears throat> is Jesus. There's not another. Acts 4.12. Nor the name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved, that at the name of Jesus, called by that name, baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. And I said to him, "Sir, thou knowest who are these that came out." Said, "These are they which came out of great tribulation." Matthew twenty-four, Mark thirteen, Luke twenty-one. He said they would. You'll be hated of all nations for His name's sake. You haven't been raptured out of this. That's another lie. And we have to be careful there because there's a sifting going on among the nations. Amos nine nine. That's how God sifts us: the righteous from the wicked, the holy from the profane. Those that serve God versus those that do not serve God. How? Sifting on among the nations. Not the least grain will fall to the ground. The harvest will not fall to the ground. The least grain, every individual member in the body of Christ will not fall to the ground. But he does go on and say, Amos 9, 10, I'll destroy all the sinners of my people by the sword. There's that flaming sword. The word of God turning every which way. I'll destroy all the sins of my people by the sword, which say no evil shall prevent nor overtake us. We're not going to have any tribulation. We're not going to have any great tribulation, and we're not going to have any birth pangs. That's Babylon. That's a false church. In Revelation 17, 18, it says, Mr. Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth, says, I set a queen. I'm married to the king. I am no widow. I will see no sorrow. I will see no birth pains. Don't come to me about a gospel that Jesus is going to birth the last day work of the ministry in Christ in you through the church. They don't want to hear it. The woman says, the false church says, we will see no sorrow. We will see no birth pangs. That's mystery Babylon. We're saying the birth pains are there through great tribulation not only call to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer with him. Now, that won't go on TV in the popular little uh, prosperity preaching, but it's the truth. And they'll never see this unless they repent and get into the real the real Jesus. And he said, these came out of great tribulation, and they washed their robes and made them white. Where? In the blood of the Lamb. Somebody said, now, wait a minute. The blood of the lamb. Now, the blood applied after he's coming. No, that didn't do it. You got seven feasts. They eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood. All of them. All true. We're striving. Strive to enter in at that straight gate. Straight to the gate and narrow the way to lead life. You there be that find it. That blood. That blood is the truth. In the name, the blood name Jesus. Is, as many as do you intend to preach this man's name to us in the book of Acts, you do intend, when you preach this man's name, Jesus, you intend to bring his blood upon us. We forbid you to preach any more in that name. Because the name's the blood, and that blood's in the New Testament given for you. How do you have the blood applied? By believing in obedience to the what? To the word of God, because that's the blood applied. And it is a constant second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day cleansing. And we see that in 1 John 1, 7. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, present truth, man living by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's the word of God. Knowing the season you're in is a car. Have the understanding of the times and walk in that light as he's in the light. Then you have fellowship one with another. You have that blood flow through the body of Christ every individual member there. i can't say the foot i have no need of you because god has bestowed the more abundant honor on the less comely parts there'd be no chism or division in the body one mind one accord and that blood by then walking in that light walking in present truth walking in the proceeding word of god which we live thereby then you have that blood flow and then the blood of jesus cleanses us from all sin. you got to be walking in the light, friend. Anybody tells you you can live any old way, uh, don't worry about it, you got it saved. You're sanctified, you're on the way to heaven. Forget it, you don't have to seek seek out the book and read. Not one of these things shall fail. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood and considered or considered their latter end to the law, to the law of the spirit of life. In Christ Jesus. And to the testimony, the testimony of Jesus. What's that? That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Not Pentecostal faith. Not Acts 2.38. Not Romans 10.9. But the faith that was once delivered to the saints in all perfection, all glory, all truth, all things. To the law. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Be led of the spirit of God. If not, it's iniquity. And no workers of iniquity will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. And what? To the testimony, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. That is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That's knowing all truth, all things. It's given us to know all things and to know all truth, no lies of the truth. First John 2, 20, you have an unction from the Holy One. And no need that any man teach you. You know all things through the Holy Ghost, through that spirit of promise given to you, to us. For we can overcome to the end in obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness. That's what gets us there in obedience. Not of our own works of righteousness, which we've done, but the righteousness of God by faith. There, he said. Uh, They've made them white in the blood of the Lamb. They have believed the word of God, not just through Genesis through Jude, but Genesis through the book of the Revelation. And even so, come Lord Jesus, they receive the word. And therefore, are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple And he that sitteth on the throne, there's only one throne in heaven, Jesus Christ is that God, shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light upon them, nor any heat. For the Lamb, which is in the midst of that throne, the God Almighty, the Father of glory, shall feed them and shall lead them and to live in fountains of water, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There it is. Missed that ceiling? Somebody said, I, I still don't believe that they are, Brother Beard. I just don't see it. Well, because your preacher didn't say so, your denomination didn't say or your little booklet said you're going to get a pre-tribulation rapture. I'm not trying to be facetious here. Just We're trying to help you. Take a look and read it for yourself. Ask the Lord to, to speak to you not through your pastor, not directly to you. I challenge you, you seek the Lord God with all your heart and say, God, I want to know the truth. Lord Jesus revealed to me, and I'll guarantee you, he'll show you the truth. And you, you'll find yourself in a the wilderness there with two wings of a great eagle given to you, <laughs> where you fly up into the wilderness, where you have a place prepared of God, where you're nourished from the face of that serpent. He'll take care of you. And uh, look at Revelation 14. Here's 144,000. We've been talking about them. Here they are again, 144,000, not a different group. Same one. I looked and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion. With him, 144,000. Who are they? Having his father's name written where? In their foreheads. What's the seal? The name. What's the name? The word. The fathers have known him that's from the beginning. What's him that's from the beginning? Well, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. There's the Father. That's the Word. That's God Almighty, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. They have their Father's name written in their forehead. That name is Jesus. And that is what you're sealed, which is, where's that blood? In the New Testament given for you. That's that's eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking his blood and not the Pentecost, not fundamentalist or Passover. That's wonderful. You've repented. That's great. You've, you're a fundamentalist, but you got to go on. Then you become a Pentecost. We well, get that, you get the Holy ghost. You got to go on. We all have to go on to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Somebody said, well, I think I'm saved. Well, <laughs> I hope friend you go on because if we don't, and we don't, that we will not be counted worthy to enter into the kingdom, that kingdom. What? That manifest token of the righteous judgment of God is the persecution and tribulation that you endure. That your faith grows exceedingly. Your faith grows. That's only through the word of God. And the charity of every one of you aboundeth one toward another. That's perfection. You've come to charity. You're walking in the light. And he's, as he's in the light, you're walking in present truth. The charity abounds one toward another. Paul said, we're bound to thank God for you and all your persecution and tribulation that you endure. Why? Why are you doing it? For a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that you might be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you suffer. Worthy. Yes. Not because of any of our rights and our holiness, but crucifying the flesh with the affections of the lust that Jesus can shine forth through us. The light of God. have their father's name written in the forehead. Who are they? I heard a voice from heaven and the voice of waters. That voice is the voice of God through the voice of waters of the waters of truth and the voice of that Holy Ghost as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers. That's each individual believer in union, in harmony with God. Somebody said, well, it's a harp. Well, it's a harp. It's a harp of your heart means you're in harmony with everything in heaven. With their harps. And they sung as it were a new song. We find in Revelation 5, the song of that song of the redeemed is a song of the Lamb. It is a sericadosh. It is the masculine song, the song of the Lamb. That's a song of Jesus. And... That song is only sung by the redeemed, which are four and twenty elders and four beasts, the ones that have come unto perfection. There before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders and the man, no man could learn that song but the 144,000. Why? Because it's not a, a, a natural number it is rmd the work of the holy ghost thousand perfected glory the ones that have come through the holy ghost unto perfected glory the glory of jesus changed into the same image we all with open face beholding us in a glass the glory of the lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the lord second corinthians 3 well here they are who are they that they only the ones 144000 one seal they're the only ones that can sing that. What is that? The song which were redeemed from the earth. That's all the redeemed. It's this, that simple. They're one and the self same. Who are they? Well, these are they which were not defiled with women. What does that mean? They, they added to their faith virtue. They're a void, virtuous church. They don't go out and whore with any spirit out there. They guard themselves from seduced spirits and doctrines of devils. They walk in the light as he's in the light. In present truth. They are virgins. Remember, there's ten virgins. Five wise, five foolish. Now, all of them are virgins. But the difference is that the foolish virgins didn't have enough oil of truth in their lamps. The oil is the oil of truth. The Holy Ghost is the fire that lights it. But the wise virgins, the five wise, they had oil for the lamps. And when you get it, it's only for you. It is you individually in the will of God for you. You were working out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in you. Both the will and do of his good pleasure. You can't give that to someone else. That's your call. And when the five foolish virgins said to the five wise, give us of your oil. Well, your oil's for you, your, your will of God. They have to seek that on their own. They can't just, you can't get it from somebody else. You have to seek it for your own. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For God that work in you both the will and do of his good pleasure. That's the oil of the lamp in obedience unto righteousness unto holiness. They are virgins. They are able to enter in with the Lord immediately. That's a midnight call. These are they who the Father of the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth. They're following the leading of the Holy Ghost. As many as the letter of the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. First fruits of God, even the Lamb. Who are they? First fruits, we're the first fruits. The first fruits are the ones that are in that first resurrection. That's the first fruits. Jesus is the forerunner. And then those afterward that are his at his coming. Well, who are these? Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. There's the first fruits. Why? Blessed and holy is he that hath part in, the first, in, in that first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. You will not be heard of the second death. And in their mouth was found no guile, no corrupt communication, perfected in body, soul, and spirit. For they are without fault before the throne of God, perfected, not through their own works, but through the leading of the Holy Ghost, crucifying the flesh with affection nonetheless. I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel. What's he going to do? He's got the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth. We're made to set together in heavenly places. The ones that are sealed are the ones that's going to preach this everlasting gospel to all the world, for a witness to all nations, to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Saying with a loud voice, Fear God, give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come. Worship Him that made heaven and earth, the sea, and the fountains of waters. And I want to know, come when you come to who are these? We don't want to be in that false Babylonian church that says we're not going to have any birth pains. We're not going to bring forth Jesus in us. We're not going to come forth in the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We're not coming unto perfection. Those will fall. The new mind will fail in her because she will not be a new wineskin and receive the new things of God, that new thing that God will do. And it says... For their fallen other angel said, Babylon has fallen. That false church has fallen the great city because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Uh-oh, false church. That little prosperity gospel, rooty-tooty, fresh and fruity, won't get it. got to obey God. And the third angel followed them with a loud voice. Any man worship the beast in his image and received the mark, his mark in his forehead or in his hand. They didn't receive the sealing of God in their forehead. But if they don't, they receive the mark in their, not only in the forehead, but in their right hand. Why? Because that is a false apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. That mark is in that hand. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels, in the presence of the Lamb. Oh, dear God, help us. And the smoke of their torment is sent up forever and ever. They have no rest, day nor night, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. We're talking eternity here. This is not some annihilation. It's over. Or 10,000 or 20 or 100,000 years. This is forever for eternity. They have no rest, day nor night, who worship the beast in his image. And whosoever receiveth the mark of his name, not the name of Jesus, the name of having the father's name written in the forehead is the seal of the living God, the seal of the Holy Ghost, the word of God. Those are the fathers that's known him from the beginning, the word. Here's the patience. Look at that underlined verse 12. Here's the patience of the saints. Patience. that you've done the will of God, you have need of patience. Here's the patience. Let patience have her perfect what? Work. Here are they that keep the commandments of God. Who are they? Revelation 12. They keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Here they keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the faith of Jesus. It's a faith that was once delivered to the saints. It is the spirit of prophecy that you can understand the things of the words of the book of this prophecy, which is none other than Jesus Christ. All I can say is, is many of these, many of us will seal our testimony with our own blood. You'll see the next verse, and I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. Henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit that they may rest from their labors. Their works do follow them. This is the works that accompany salvation, not the works of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith with works, glorifying our Father, Lord Jesus in heaven. And we see they look and behold a white cloud and upon the cloud one that looked like one set, like unto the Son of Man having on his head a golden crown and in his hand a sharp sickle. Now, after after that gospel has been preached in all the world for a witness in all nations, then the end will come when the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together and meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you one another with these words. Those are the ones that's going to preach the everlasting gospel. Those are the servants of God. That's the real body of Christ, following the real Jesus in all truth. Well, there's many more. We'll get to more podcasts on the Song of Moses, the Oaths of the Tribes in Deuteronomy 32, Same way with Jacob in uh, Genesis 49 uh, there. If this has struck a chord, you agree, uh, Holy Ghost bearing witness with your spirit, we'd love to hear from you. Literally knowing them that labor among us, where we can be ju- become one in the Lord Jesus and the unity of the faith, to know them that labor among us. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Mount View, Texas, Zip Code 75606. Or, if you have questions, or message us, or if you'd like to know further information, you can message us on our websites, SailingGodsPeople.org www.sealinggodspeople.com or dennisbeard.org Thank you for your prayerful support and those of you of your generous offerings for Bible to keep the podcast coming over there to you. We pray over all your offerings that have multiplied back to you 30, 60, fold that supply the wants of you, the saints of God and that you will abound to every good work. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.